Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kitties around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and the Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. How's the vacation, JC? Stressful. Yeah, they often are, actually, aren't they? Especially wedding ones. It was too much family. (laughs) <laughs> don't say that don't say that so who had the better week jc in dominican republic <laughs> or wonga at his mother's funeral i think i did it sounds like i that. have a two day i worked off a two and a half day hangover um because drove to new brunswick on sunday 14 hour drive woke up at nine in the morning still having or eight nine in the morning eastern time eight in the morning um new brunswick time or the opposite sorry and uh, still hadn't finished the eulogy, added the, the story about the vice principal, gave the speech, and then all of my relatives, so there were about 50 of my relatives back here at my parents' house, and we played volleyball and drank until midnight. And I've been nursing a hangover since Monday. Are the religious uh, people in your family, are they still expecting your mom to rise up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> To the well, occasion? I, think she, I think she did. I think she did rise up. So in your belly. You know, I I have to give it to these guys. They uh, that belief system it works for them. That's all I can Gives say. Them great comfort. Is that fair to yeah. say that that's yeah. the reason for it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So Whereas was, you found uh, comfort in a bottle. I found comfort in the southern. I found southern comfort. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did find a lot of comfort in the, um, you know what? There's something about all being together saying goodbye, which is a lot, you know, I'm so fortunate. There were close to 75 people there at the funeral 
and my mother was 87 and hasn't remembered being 87 for seven years. So, you well, know, she was 80 then. She was 80 when she, yeah, in her brain, she was 80. <laughs> Pedantic Pete over there in the corner, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, no, right. good it, eulogy, spectacular. Pardon me? You write very good eulogies. It was oh, very thanks, well written. Man. Well, that's right. I, I, that's the new business. But I did say to uh, I did say to Sharms, I said, um, what is worse? And I don't know if Sharms used it on that pod because I haven't listened to anything all week. Was what was worse being on the match with Canadians women's team on, on the pitch or being at my mom's funeral? I think being at my mom's funeral was we way better. It. We did yeah. use it. All right. Well, more scoring. It was a great one. Ooh. Sorry, that's my fault. Jimmy. Likely oh. spam. Likely spam. <laughs> oh, I mean, do you guys think about your funerals? I do all the time. Like, you're about your funerals, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> your own? Oh, shit. What am I doing here? Okay, well, Sharms, let's think about this. I want you to rank who will die first. Oh, out of the, the pod? Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. You're del- Deadpooling it right now. Well, you know what? Craig's a big man. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, you're gonna Christ. put him in the dumper. I, I think I am. I mean, he, there's a lot of lot of body to pump blood around by that little heart. That's right. You know what? I would I would put myself as favorite as well. <laughs> I think how many people would take to carry him. Be a long coffin, wouldn't it? Oh Jesus. <laughs> Just cut two oh. holes in the head, put my feet, take my feet, put them right through the holes. I'll take the legs. <laughs> I'm not taking the torso. <laughs> who would who would your pallbearers be, Craig? Strong looking fuckers, at obviously. Can yeah. we be a pallbearers? His all his friends, they're right here. There's only four of us. <laughs> and Amy every once in a while. Yeah, you might need more people. Because well, I'm gonna I'm gonna line that coffin with zinc. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get one to write the eulogy though, because his eulogy was amazing to his mum. I carry Les Seeley's coffin with uh, Shaka Hislop, Stephen Bywater, um, who was the uh, former Manchester United goalkeeper as well. Jim Layton was also really? carrying this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The former so no Wolves one dropped coach. him. Safe hands. Fuck, it was heavy though. And that guy, when they pulled it out, they were like, don't be surprised by the weight. And it was like, holy shit. The, when we, and then when we had to carry him out, <laughs> Stephen Bywater. Stephen Bywater is like carrying him. He's behind me. And he goes, I thought Les said he was on a fucking diet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. There's a lot of dead weight there. Yeah. <laughs> and Shaq's shoulder was killing him. So he had to switch around. It was, yeah, it was something else. We're trying not to laugh because Stephen's comments is fucking just. Jeez, well, so Les was what about your size, was he? Uh, no, he was he was smaller. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I uh, I lifted. I I was a Paul bearer at Brian Budd's funeral, and across from me was Ali McCoist, and I was like a little bit starstruck. And I'm walking down the aisle there with Budgie. I think, holy fuck, that's Ali McCoist over there. Did you pull out your sharpie? <laughs> yeah. Do you mind signing my ass, Ali? <laughs> Budgie would appreciate that. I thought you were starstruck because you're carrying Budgie's coffin. <laughs> yeah. What's going oh, on? Oh my my oh, heart's man. just melted. Oh my god, Amy Walsh. Dubs, everybody. Dubs has joined Hello. us. Mid hug with a beautiful daughter. 
and a little kiss goodbye or was it a kiss good yeah. luck from from her to you i don't know what it was but uh that was lovely amy yeah just a little kiss because she woke up when i was doing my tsn hit so i said okay i'm about to hop on the pod nice and quiet she said can i just come give you a hug it's like okay oh you look like wow. a loving parent <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. you didn't see her give her a fiver though did you yeah or she didn't listen to the pod listening to mom swearing away yep bad form bad example so dubs um we're talking about funerals oh good lovely um and let me ask you this question because we just kind of were debating who would be the first of us to die (laughs) i want to know who you think it is oh my god um I don't know. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> the consensus was that Craig's a big man. I pick myself. You pick yourself? Oh, boy. Um, Six foot five. I'm not going to lose this. I'm not going to lose this. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I'm going to You guys Jimmy. are going down. I'm Tony Bet. Tony Bet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we do that? Tony Bet. Tony Bet. Are you listening? Can we get a book? Can we get some lines on who's going to die first? That'd be great, actually. Um, so, so Jimmy is, I go, is Amy's choice. Amy, why, why Jimmy? Um, ego. He's going <laughs> to overestimate his abilities doing something. And oh, you're so just, stupid. Like, Honestly. Be like jumping onto the party boat and miss, <laughs> falls like dismally short uh, and hit his head. Like, oh, Jimmy. Continually overestimating his own abilities. Have a propeller accident on the, yeah. from the boat. Yeah, we go. lose. All we have to do is bury Jimmy's head because that's all we can find. <laughs> it's the that lightest. Was that, wasn't that, that was the girl from um, Fairy Tale in New York. Pogues. Pogues. Yeah, well, she wasn't with the Pogues. No, was she, she wasn't. But Christy she was McCauley. Singer, yeah. Christy, Christy McCauley, McCauley, I think yeah. her name was. Horrible. Tragic. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, we should probably move on to some football. We've had, we've had eight minutes of who's going to die first and what happens at the funerals. Um, by the way, there's another podcast dropping today, if, if not already, by the time you listen to this. It's, uh, it's a broadcast. We've got like a double album release today for the first time. It's kind of cool. Uh, it, it's Dubs and it's Dana Matheson Ooh, and Ray Wilkinson. <laughs> What's that, Jimmy? It's a barrel of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> it is a... Deep dive into Tune what in this loss you, you always can mean. Listen, Jimmy. Fuck off. Glad in fairness, hey, Dubs, Dubs, in fairness, you did just write Jimmy off and said he'd be dead pretty soon. That's so, true. From yeah, a little bit of pushback here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, great, great podcast. Um, looking at the future of Canadian football, Project 8, coming, of course, the loss by Canada. So, so a lot of Women's World Cup discussed then. And of course... Uh, there was another deep dive into the performance of Canada at the World Cup with Rian and Broadcast, uh, which dropped, I think, a couple of days ago. So make sure you listen to them. Great, great chats. The one on retirement, by the way, Dubs, that was brilliant. And I mentioned it to you guys on, on, on the dark web, but mm. that was impassioned and a great perspective about how hard it is to retire. And when Sophie Schmidt and, and Sinky decide to hang them up, what awaits them? I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, it was it it was difficult. It sort of every time I talk about it, it sort of takes me by surprise the way that the emotions still just right right underneath the the surface, you know. And it's because it was decided for me. 
So I, I think when you're you're fully in, in charge, like you have full agency over that decision, I don't think you ever do as a player. You know, you can't control all of the, all of those factors. Um, I don't know what it was like for for Forrest and and Jimmy, but I think in the women's game, especially when I played, um, there were there were it, it's always multifaceted. But I, I think the fact that I had a kid and then I I wasn't given the chance to sort of come back on my own terms, um, yeah. But it was it was a great chat, and uh, and Rian also offered great perspective on on her own experience and how she she felt like she had more of a peripheral role at that 2015 World Cup and was injured and um, but that she was able to decide for herself. So that's important, and I think that that Sophie we talked about on the pod, but you know, microphone in your face with that emotion so raw, and and seeing her realize in real time that that was the last time she was going to play with Sinky was quite something and and really kind of really caught me off guard as well you know with all, with all the feels so bravo to so for for a tremendous career and she's just an amazing person but i think you know the legacy that that she leaves will be felt for years to come the whole term um retiring on your own terms jimmy craig what does it mean exactly because although it's on your own terms and that you might say okay you know what this is my last game I'm done. It's not really on your own terms because your body's let you down. Jimmy, your body let you down. Craig, you got cancer, right? You could say it was on your own terms because you were the guys that decided, okay, time's up, but it wasn't really, was it? You couldn't play anymore. Is, is that what that means, Craig? Well, yeah. I mean, your own terms. I mean, I was fortunate enough and you have to sort of think about that too. And we're all fortunate from that standpoint of playing for quite a long time. Uh, most people don't get those opportunities to play for that long time. So I, I could say that I've, you know, had my fill. I was very fortunate enough to last for that long for 18 years. Uh, but this, the transitioning from playing to retirement is difficult. Uh, I don't think it was as difficult for me right away because going into the television, I think that really kept you, well, it kept you making phone calls. It kept you connected. It kept you, you know, the umbilical still cord still attached to the sport in some way. And I think that really helped. But a lot of guys that have career-ending inju- injuries, uh, Richard Hall was a guy that comes to mind because I was so close to him. We drove to West Ham every day, you know, an up-and-comer. I mean, he was 27 and he was heading for England. He was looking like he's going to be captain of England at the centre-back position. And bang, he just foot broke down and he never recovered fully. And by 27, he was, he was completely retired and really, really struggled mentally. Like I can't even tell you how bad he was uh, rolling around. Uh, just, you know, uh, you couldn't even talk to him. He was just so distressed by the whole situation. So uh, it is difficult. And I don't think there's enough support to be honest with you, uh, for it, but, uh, hopefully we'll move forward in that manner. I think we, we sort of taken strides forward in mental health anyway, at least the awareness of it and that everybody's touched by it in some, some way, but yeah, transitioning in anything I think is, is a difficult thing. Well, Jimmy, you, you stayed with the club. So one week you've got teammates there next week, you're, you're coaching and then you're executive. Like, I mean, how hard was that? Was it weird looking at your former teammates from a very different lens? Uh, a little bit, but I I still had a great relationship with them. I think for for me, it got to the point where I'd wake up in the mornings and I could barely walk. My ankles were done, my hips were gone, lower back. 
and it was started to become a struggle. And then when you start getting the pains and you, you're hurting in the mornings, um, you, you kind of started, and I kind of started falling out of love with the game a little bit and just the rigors of the sport. Um, and it didn't help either that we were training on artificial turf and playing games on artificial turf week in and week out. That really took probably a couple of years off me as well. Um, but I was fortunate enough too that, you know, I had a good relationship with the club. They asked me to stay. Um, I went upstairs and as the assistant GM uh, for a year because I wanted to understand all aspects of football. And then I got into coaching and then I had a job within the club. So the transition was a lot easier for me than it is for a lot of people that just finish their career and walk away and there's no opportunities for them to get back into the sport. Um, but I was, I was lucky in, in that way that I had something that was readily available for me as soon as I was, as soon as I was done. So it kept me involved in the club and, and to go on what Craig was saying, you know, you're, you're, you're still in touch with the players. You're still in touch with the league. You know, you're still going in in the mornings and the banter's still there. Um, but the only thing I really miss about playing is, is just the big, the big games. I miss the big games. All the other stuff, those Tuesday night, remember those forests going up to Burnley? Burn, Burnley or Stokevale. Tuesday and it's raining. Pissing <laughs> it's down. always Stoke or Burnley, isn't it? Oh, it yeah. was miserable. But, you know, we were fortunate enough. We, we played a lot of, lot of pro games and we got to enjoy it. And we, we retired in, in our 30s. So, so you, was, you went to the, the executive, sorry, Dubs. So, Jimmy, you went to the executive level, right? From playing. So yeah. you know you, you you know your team intimately, right? You know these guys, good guys, not so good guys. I'm sure where they, how they train, how they talk in the room. Were there any? Do you think there were any nervous former teammates who went, "Oh fuck, Jimmy's now right hand man to the GM." And he no, knows a lot about my dark skeletons in the closet here. Shit. No, no. And look, and if anybody knows me, I'm I'm not like that at all. Jimmy's uh, more worried about himself. <laughs> that, yeah. Is that why you went there to protect yeah. yourself? No, I look. I and if you ask the guys I play with, I got I got along with everybody in in the dressing room. Um, you know, and I was the one thing you've always got to be is just honest and and truthful. And, um, I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's a few players and I, I never played it. When I retired, there was nobody in the dressing room that was like that. You know, that was a bit conniving and, and secretive and, you know, trying to look after themselves. Everybody pretty much got along and, you know, I, I continued that, that relationship and the respect that I had with the players. And to this day, we still talk and, yeah, it was, it, it was, wasn't like that at all. I wasn't that type of guy and you guys know that. I just wanted to jump on, you said something interesting about feeling the feeling you had when your, when your body let you down and that you sort of fell out of love with the game. Yeah. And I don't know if I would define it exactly in the same way, but in 2007, my left knee, the one that I'd torn the PCL on just started to swell. So whatever I would do on, on the pitch or we're, we're doing weight training, we're, you know, doing the off-field stuff, it was just huge. And it actually, it, it made my relationship to the game and to the ball and my touch, it, it completely fucked with it. Like it, it threw off my proprioception. So like even like a simple pass that I was making with my left foot, I couldn't rely upon it. And so then the doubt crept in and it was, it left me feeling untethered. And, and that affected my relationship with the game because I could no longer trust myself. And it was a, as a result of, 
not being able to trust my body. And as an athlete, you, you have to have that as the base and you have to have a hundred percent sort of investment mentally and physically in your own capacity to, to do the work on the field. And then once that doubt crept in, I was fucked mentally. Yeah. Um, so it was about coming back from that. I had surgery. They, they, um, in right after the world cup in 2007, where they, um, put holes in my patella in my kneecap to hope to encourage the, the regrowth of the cartilage there. And that's what they suspected was causing the swelling. Um, and, and it helped. I don't have any pain now and I'm able to, to move and play with my kids and to work out and my body feels great now, um, which is awesome. But like that six months in the lead up to the Olympics in 2008, like it, it was an accomplishment for me just to make that roster. Like for me, that was sort of, job well done. And I made my place as, as a leader on that team. I knew I wasn't going to get any significant minutes. Um, and then my body sort of started to feel better. And, and even post giving birth to, to Jack, my first, like my body felt way better than it had felt in, in 2007 and 2008. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I totally know what you mean about, for me, it wasn't necessarily falling out of love with the game, but it was not having trust in myself to do the things that I knew that I could do on the pitch. And, and that was really, um, I don't know. Uh, it, it affected my, my relationship with the game and with myself. Yeah. How were you uh, mentally about that? Because obviously you felt you're transitioning in a way that you knew you're, you're not what you were and your days were numbered. How did you, how did you cope with that? Not very well at first. Because yeah. if, if I wasn't like what, what I did well um, was, was lead on the pitch and to, and to be a ball winner and, and mm -hmm. to communicate and be that outlet and play simply like that was what made me an international career. Right. It wasn't to do anything fancy or. To How be, old were you? That is a good question. My early thirties. Yeah. 31. Isn't it, it amazing when they're like, I, I put a tweet out about Messi and Ronaldo yesterday, just because what they're doing right now at their ages of 36 and 38, you guys know, we're just talking about breaking down bodies for these guys to be doing it at that level for that long and physically looking as good as they are. It's, it's just to last that long physically is mm -hmm. astonishing, let alone what they're doing as far as goals and entertainment. Mm -hmm. quite mm -hmm. quite yeah. Simple. And for me, it was also the realization that if I wasn't a starter, I probably wasn't somebody who was earmarked as, as a sub. Cause I just wasn't that, that type of player, unless there was an injury. Cause yeah. that wasn't, I wasn't a set piece specialist unless they were putting me in to try to win something on, on a header. Like obviously right. that was part of my game. Um, the game. You know, I wasn't close. No, I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, it sort of sh shut everything down in the middle of the park, but yeah, it was, it was more sort of your, your strikers that were going to be coming on as game changers and, and bringing that energy and that, that wasn't me. Yeah. I think part of it too, with, with me getting like towards the end where I was I had enough a little bit. And I think that was coming back to Toronto FC. Um, you know, when you're, you're playing in England, the national team, you're, you're with good sides, you know, you, you're having success, you're winning things. And then you're coming back to a franchise that's brand new and you're playing with players that, yeah, that never, never played or been in a professional environment. We had to have so many Canadians and, and a lot of them weren't, weren't ready, but you know, and because you're, you're one of the older guys, you're, you're a captain, you're a leader. 
every day was a grind because you you had to set this the standard and training and matches. How old were and you, Jimmy? I was 29, 30 when I came back. But you're constantly pushing every single day, right? To to show that you gotta lead by example. So you tend to work a lot harder. Mentally it was it was draining at times. And then I think after we won the the Canada Cup, it was more or less after that where it was just okay, that's that's enough now. I'm done. We've had a little bit of success. We're in this building phase, but you can't keep going like this. It was it was just too much. One of the Canadian championships when there was three teams. Yeah. Prick. I knew that was coming. What a prick. No, it's true, though. <laughs> it's true. But, Jimmy, I mean, had you stayed in England uh, and trained on grass and, like I said, not had quite the same commitments as captain of a brand-new team, a brand-new franchise, pushing all – would you have prolonged your career, do you think? I think so. Yeah, you probably would have played in the next couple of years. Mm. So, so looking back, say, obviously – Sorry, Sharms. I was going to yeah, say, you know, how Jimmy – Amy, they started using uh, newborn baby stem cell tears to prolong their career in their kneecaps. It's what Messi and Ronaldo are now doing. They bathe in newborn baby stem cell tears. And yeah, it re- rejuvenates have, them all. Saudis yeah. have like warehouses full of newborn That's babies. Exactly That's exactly it. There. That's what I've been putting under my eyes for the TV work. I was yeah. going to say, TSN wins. I need some of that. I'm not, re- that I'm not really seeing the results that I was hoping to see. <laughs> the power of makeup helps. <laughs> Jimmy, so I mean, obviously, you you have presented a a great opportunity. Like I said, it's a new team in your hometown, essentially. Um, There's a lot of reasons why you came. But looking back now, should you have waited a couple of years? Um, No, because I I wanted to wanted to be part of a a project, something to help grow the game here in Canada um, and be a part of. something that was special and I was lucky I got that opportunity. And then you, you do start to look um, after football, what do you want to do? And I had the opportunities here, which I was fortunate enough to, to get involved with the club after football. Whereas, you know, if I, if you're in England and I was playing, you know, one of the clubs there, you're probably not going to have the opportunity at those clubs that you would have had at Toronto FC. I think it was the right move, Jimmy, because look at TFC today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, look at them now. <laughs> look at them Lasting now. piece of the Brennan legacy. That could yeah. be the new slogan for TFC. Look at us now. <laughs> yeah, but the good thing is that will never change is that star on the crest. Which star? Well, the one when they won the MLS Cup. You won the MLS Cup? No, the club did. Oh, <laughs> but if not for Jimmy, they wouldn't have done because yeah, that's right. The foundation and Mo, you got to build it. Everybody's got to lay a brick. Yeah, Boy. they laid a brick, all right. One, one day, <laughs> <laughs> one, one day, one day, Montreal and White Cavs will get a star. Oh, not not right time, but one day. So Man. predictable, just like your premature death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, just Jimmy doesn't die before we see another take, star don't take on the that crack off the wall, of, the wall of honor when you guys walk by it when I'm dead. You know what, Jimmy, if, if, if you die <laughs> early, you might get you might get a statue. Yeah, oh, you might. Yeah. I was also just happy that Amy said premature death. I was waiting for something <laughs> else when it comes to Jimmy. I know. <laughs> premature what? 
all part of his legacy. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I turned off TSN now because I'm thinking, fuck, if I keep listening to her talk, I'm gonna croak here. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, this That's this little fired. Dubs Jimmy rivalry is really burgeoning right now. I'm really quite enjoying it. When are you back in town, Dubs? Genial. You're in Montreal right now. You're back home for a couple yeah. of days. Um, I think tomorrow. What day are you we think for tomorrow Friday? You should probably find out. I don't have my travel booked yet. Oh, you don't? But I got to fly out tomorrow because I'm on early morning Sunday. Oh, okay. So round of 16. Yeah. Okay. See, England's USA. favorites to win a... England's favorites to win the whole thing now. Mm-hmm. That changed. They're my, they're my, oh, Chris, they're my pick to win from the beginning, even before the Walsh injury. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're a big fan of Wigman, are you? I am. I wonder where you're going so, with this, James. I wonder. See, we were, we were just talking about this in the dark web before coming on today. And I, I put, I mean, listen, for the record, Dubs discounted this straight away and said, what a boring <laughs> conversation. But I think it's a really great <laughs> conversation. Just putting that out there because I, I'm a supporter of women's soccer, unlike Amy. Um, if, <laughs> if Wigman wins this morning. Jesus the World Christ. Cup, and there's still a long way to go, right? If England win the World Cup, and she's now, what is she, a multiple, well, multiple tournament winner, including the last Euros and now the World Cup. And listen, this is very, and very premature. the Netherlands in 2017. Yeah, exactly. Very premature. I use that word for Wonga, by the way. Um, for Jimmy. Would she be considered at this point for a club gig in in a European league, or is it still? And and is is that even considered a step up? And is that where the the, the sexism in the sport lies? We keep talking about when will the first woman get a chance to coach men, as if that's actually a big step up. But there's far more money in that game right now. Mm-hmm. So where do you stand on that, Dubs? Um. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, if it's a step up, quite honestly, but I think given the opportunity and given the the financial security and opportunity that it might give um, uh, a women's coach or a coach who happens to be a woman, I think I keep going back to Emma Hayes saying that you coach people, you know, you, you you're and you're coaching players. It doesn't matter whether it's women or men. Um, but yeah, I think it takes more and more people and more and more women to get these opportunities so that it becomes less of a conversation that it just becomes the norm that if you have the credentials, if you have the pedigree, mm-hmm. you have the the winning mentality that you're given a shot. Hey, with the growth of the game, she's in a very good position. Like forget about the financial side of things. She's got a big job there. It's a massive job. And the attention that they're getting is, is right up there. Mm-hmm. And I was saying on the, the dark web that when I lived there for nearly 20 years, I never saw as much as a pickup game or a single female girl playing the game at all or anything written about it, period. And now it's just exploded. So it's like an epic rise, really. That uh, So she's in a really good position. That's a terrific job. My point was that it's because it's in UK, right? And it might be unfair, might be biased here, but, you know, the the British lens builds people up and then we'll crash them down, obviously, but build them up. So she's Mm -hmm. now winning the World Cup and a European Championship, she's going to be one of the most well-known people in England in a football market, probably the biggest football market, most money anyway, outside of Saudi Arabia. Um, so if, if it's going to happen, that might be the time for it to happen. And would she take a job in Saudi Arabia? 
<laughs> Not <laughs> this <else> again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, one to watch anyway. We're still a long way yeah. from England. I, I don't think Cup. I don't think it's a big deal. I just think it's somebody somebody's going to get an opportunity one day. You see men crossing over and coaching women. So why not women crossing over and coaching? But men, men have been fucking coaching women forever. Forever. Right? Well, but yeah. that's only because a lot of women didn't get into coaching and a lot of women still don't get into coaching. Mm-hmm. So those jobs remain vacant if a man didn't go in there and take it. And Thank now, goodness for the men. Yeah, you're welcome. No, I, don't, I don't know if it has to be like that, but it's just... I'm not. I'm just fucking around. You know? <laughs> you're, you're, starting, you're starting to see more men, uh, more women now get into coaching. And look, even on your coaching courses and, and your licenses, you're, you're starting to see more and more get involved. So there will be more opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, though, isn't it? I mean, we could talk about the women, the game, the players, but coaching-wise, why would a woman get into coaching up until the last few years? Why? Unless you have a real passion for the game, obviously. Why, why, would, a, why would, would a man of color get involved in coaching? Same thing. Why would a Canadian get, in coach, get involved in coaching? Well, that's, that's, that's a big one. Now, if you're a Canadian coach, don't get involved. You won't get involved. <laughs> Don't waste your time. Go do something else. That phone's going to ring at some point, Jimmy. No, yeah, but, but there is a conversation, I think, around women in coaching and making it more accessible. Because when you look at coaching, and my sister Cindy coached for a long time after she stopped playing and, and kept playing sort of recreationally, like she, she still does. Um, it's amazing to me um, where she finds the motivation and how her body does it. But she's completely out of coaching now because um, she's a mom. And when you're a coach, the, the off hours or the hours that you're expected to work um, aren't really conducive to a sort of a family environment and being a mom. And, and, you know, bringing her son to his own activities, there was a direct conflict there. Um, so that's difficult. So how at the grassroots level and in club do you encourage more women's coaches? I think you have to be more supportive of that. And does it mean that you completely revamp when practices are? No, because they have to be weeknights, they have to be weekends, but how can you better support women to get their coaching badges and to make that um, an easier sort of task or easier approach, easier road for them to pursue that and still um, be supported sort of in the home environment? You know, you shouldn't be forced to choose whether you want to, much as, as I was as a player, whether you want to be a mom or you want to continue to, to toil at a high level as a player. And if you can get get that infrastructure or that that support in place for for ex players to continue on that path as as coaches what can you do as an organization to to better support them in their family life and then i think you start to see more women in these coaching positions and perhaps then crossing over and 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 again it becomes sort of a a non conversation because there's just more and more women to choose from and then they they make that that leap into the men's game and then we're not really talking about it. it's just the norm I think it's I, – I, I agree with you to a certain extent as well. Um, but also at the same time, you know, I'm a father with three kids. And I coach my kids, and I was coaching Toronto FC, and at nighttime, we're running all over the place, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's hard because you have to – you've got to share the role as a, as a, you know, whatever it is today, whatever you want to call yourselves and being a parent. And it was very, very difficult. But I think on the women's side, yeah, and if you're a mother and you've got kids and you've got responsibilities, just like the, the father does. But I think there's more, oppor- there, there's more opportunities now for women. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In, in coaching positions, whether it's youth sports, where it's university sports. When I was doing my, my, uh, my licenses and I just do my A license, B license, there was a lot of women that, that were on the course that were mothers and there was a university jobs that they were all going after and taking. But now you're starting to see more of them get involved because now you do have pro leagues and now there's, they, there's a pathway for, for women to get involved in coaching. So you're seeing a hell of a lot more now. Even when I was doing the pro, there was a, there was a couple of people on a couple of women, but there's just more opportunity than what there was, say, 10 years ago. If a woman wanted to be a coach, where, where would she coach? Okay, you can coach youth level, but what's after that? And well, Unless you're going to go down to the States and move your family and take a university job. Will Project 8 only target women, do you think, as coaches? Or will it be who is best for the job? What's your gut? I, mean, well, I think it has to be who is best for the job. Otherwise, you're doing sort of the, the, the league and, and the image and everything that you're – and, the, and the, the product, I think, a disservice. It has to be the best person um, for, for the job. But obviously, just like ownership, you're, you're targeting – you want it to be um, sort of driven by women. Um, so I think in, in the, the ecosystem of the league and the people that it's going to impact, um, you have, you know, in, in the referees and the coaches and the support staff and the admin, all, everything that surrounds the creation of the league, it has to be women led, I, I believe, but then following that and you're giving opportunities, it has to be the, the best candidates for the job. But I just wanted to finish Jimmy, like I, you, you make a good point that regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, you're, you're a parent, it's challenging because of those, of those hours and because of the sort of unpredictable nature of sport and, and when games tend to be played. But again, going back to sort of players, if you want to support women and put the best quality on the field, you have to have those resources in place to support them um, in maternity leave in, in all of the challenges and all the nuances of what it means to be um, a woman athlete. And I, you have to do the same thing for women coaches. So yes, it's, it comes down to being a parent, whether you're a man or a woman, but there have to be, there has to be mechanisms in place to support young uh, uh, parents or young uh, mothers. So that, you know, if you have, you've just given birth or you're about to give birth that yeah. you're, you know, there, there are people there to support you to do that so that you're not pushed out of the sport because you've chosen to be a mother. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, switching gears, we mentioned TFC. We mentioned Vancouver. Oh, wait. While oh, you say oh, that, Charms, oh, 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 is Terry Dunfield, our friend of the show, is he still the coach of TFC? Did I miss anything? No, no, no. You didn't miss anything. No, no. Okay. No. He's still there. But okay. I'm sure he doesn't want to be there, I'm assuming. It's like, but, have they pro. scored since he's been no. there? 
No. no. Oh my god. No. And now so they've lost uh, the best player, mm. Richie Larea. He's off to Vancouver, so he went back to Forest because obviously he was TFC on loan. He's gone back to Forest. He's now being loaned out to to the Whitecaps, who who plan to essentially put a DP tag on him for next season, and he'll stay in Vancouver. Craig, um, I, I said it on my other show this week that the day that Larea left TFC for Vancouver might have been the worst day of this season for TFC in a season of very very bad days because it said so much about the club and now they lost the best player the most popular player as well forget about TSC that's a great signing for Vancouver Whitecaps and <laughs> Sam Atacubi brilliant brilliant that's a that's quite a coup and for them to go to one of the rivals like I think you said on Twitter is like that's uh that's a big move and good for Richie and they've got themselves a player that you know exactly what you're going to get and even on a bad day which he very rarely has he's always going to work his socks off so He's always yeah. going to give you a, give you more than uh, than anything. So yeah, I I love that move. I mean, I like to see him at Forest first and foremost, but you know he's doing really well in this league, and he'll be great in Vancouver. And yeah, I think yeah. they really needed that Vancouver. A lot of the fans were you they're right in the mixer, you know, and they they just need to spend a little money, and they certainly have. So well, I think it was Julian Gressel, didn't they? I, and uh, I, his great replacement. I, I know, I know TFC, they, they tried, they tried to get him. I don't think they could afford it in the end. Right. And the white caps obviously were watching to see what was happening and went in there and, and sniped them. They're also trying to get out of Kubi as well. I don't know if that deal's done. It's, yet. it's done now. Yeah. They it's announced done. it yesterday. Great. And signing. I'm, I'm telling you now, this white cap team is going to be very, very, very good with these two additions. I like what they're doing out in Vancouver right now. You know, they're, they're the team that's always kind of, you don't talk about much because really they haven't, haven't produced much. They haven't done too much over the last number of years. Um, but I like what they're building, and I like the way that they're playing right now. I think they're onto something very, very good, and I think they're going to be a team to watch here. Yeah, it could be. So he, he, he was really affected by the earthquake, obviously, in Turkey. Yeah. So you wonder if the draw of being close to family was a big part of this too. He's still in his prime. I, I thought he would have moved through the ranks in Europe, but still good good move for him. Like I said, great move for uh, for Vancouver, but yeah, yeah I mean the fact that, that TFC is now being a... outbid, Craig, by by Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver is not an earthquake zone, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're a little overdue. Yeah, but you mentioned uh, you mentioned Gressel um, Charms, and so I was curious about about that, and he sort of explained that it was best for his family that he leaves there, but I'm wondering what the Whitecaps were going to do with those assets, right? after they sort of offloaded Gressel and there's your answer. And I think they have a very important game tonight. Do they not in, in the league's cup against Tigres? I yes, know they I are playing Tigres, make yeah. it evergreen. No, they are playing. I, I know. I, yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot of football to watch right now. I really can't mm-hmm. engage in too much in, in the league's cup. Wonga has been, so he can be our league's cup uh, analyst and then break that so down dumb. for us. Why do you say things like <laughs> yeah, that? What does it all mean? I know there's teams. There's teams playing each other. <laughs> there's teams playing. But I mean, oh, no, those, those two guys on the flanks, right. like mm. that's great for Vancouver. I think it I is. agree with I agree with Jimmy. Like immediately, like two impactful signings and 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 a coup by Schuster. Now, now I know people are criticizing TFC, and so they should for a number of reasons. But it wouldn't have been that easy for them to to sign Richie Loria anyway, given that no. they have. DPs, three DPs, and they'd have to make one of those DPs a non-DP, which means Tam. 
don't ask me. Anyway, it was cap wise, it was almost impossible. But that's because they're paying a lot of money to a couple of guys that don't seem to want to be there. So I don't know what's going to happen. But regardless, they got what? I think the next game is August 20th, I think it is, or something. Yeah. For the next game. Time. So they've got some time against to CF Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm actually I mean, debating whether or not to stay for that game because I do the final for the Women's World Cup on the 20th, and then CF Montreal are at BMO Field. Is that on a night. Saturday, Dubs? A Sunday. Sunday. Hmm. Stick around. Does that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I thought all the we can do something on a Sunday. If you yeah. stick around, we'll make something happen for us. Yeah. All right. We're all Absolutely. back in town. I, I don't have another mother who will die, so I, I'll be back <laughs> in. How about that? I'm playing the orphan. I'm an orphan now, so suck oh. it all. And it's orphan like, war. Suck it all. Please, please, sir. sir. Can, I have, can some I have some more? Can I have some more, please, sir? <laughs> more? Jim, Jimmy, can we get into the tunnel club? Can you, can, you, can you give us like the VIP access at BMO or what? We? we? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in there. Oh, I don't geez. know about all you. Oh, Press wow. box dubs. Why do Press I even ask box dubs. <laughs> Maybe we should start being nice to TFC and saying nice things about everything there and then we'll get the invite. No, I think it'd be great. I think we should all go. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, Jimmy can handle it, get us a box and then uh, we'll go from there. Wasn't it Deitch trying to get us a box once? <laughs> and they said, yeah, sure. $2,000. Twelve thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Seriously. It was. It was. It was a They weren't even tired. selling out. Yep. Man alive. Um, okay. What was I? Oh, yeah. So you staying in the League's Cup a little bit here. So Messi scores two more goals, right? Um, just ridiculous. Now, now there's stories out there that his celebrations are now being sponsored. Marvel have just signed a deal with MLS a, a couple of months ago, I think. And uh, the last couple of times he scored, he's done, he did the Black Panther celebration what? this past game. Now, this is just speculation, but I mean, it makes so much sense. Are you serious? He did Wakanda? Yeah. Well, was it? I don't know who it was. Wakanda. And then he did, he did like um, a Thor one last match, apparently. <laughs> he grabbed his hammer. <laughs> not the porn star <laughs> but uh i mean i think i don't know why i think this is the coolest thing like you want to find a way to get these guys money so essentially he's been paid to score goals but not really he's been paid to celebrate said goals which is going to be some motivation for a guy like Messi, and now he's got what five and two and a half games you How think cool fucking the money's of motivation for Messi at this point? Yes, <laughs> I do. Well, there's it's a bit of a cultural. It's the cultural import of dollars. that. Don't you think? I'm what with you, Sharks. Yeah, you well, modern sport. He's now crossing over. He's now crossing over into the world where LeBron James shows up at your match. You are now crossing over into cultural uh, growth space where you can have uh your brand on a carton of milk you can across the board and i think that's what i you know when you think of media this guy is turning into the michael jordan of soccer which yes, they never way. you know and that's that's he's brought got a personality that is likable unlike ronaldo um and you know he brings championships a family oriented guy and he enjoys himself out there 
Yeah. Especially now with all the space and MLS. Like yeah, well, wait, no, he's grabbing hammers second. left and right. Maybe hold he's coming out. Warner, he hasn't played. He hasn't played an MLS game yet. Wait no, till he I'm plays just, the MLS. He's not scoring goals in the MLS. Oh yeah, he it's just the league's cup. No, yeah. no, he played Orlando. <laughs> right, right, right. Craig, <laughs> Marvel characters. It's like yeah. United yeah. didn't score nine against you. Next, next you time, if he, if, he grab, if he grabs his hammer when he scores, it will be by. Pornhub. Yeah, Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's where the real money is. I love the way Orlando tried to, t- the tactics against Messi was to play physically against him as if no one's tried that before. Just I piss know. him off and he gets better. Like, come on. I, I'll tell you one thing, though. I was saying to Craig, we were chatting on the phone. I've watched Miami the last few games. They're fun to watch. They're amazing at the moment. They're playing such good football. What a difference from when Neville was coaching and the way that they were playing, as we all know. Like three to, weeks ago. Oh, to where they are right to where they are right now, it is unbelievable. Do you think that they could make the playoffs? I mean, they're twelve points behind. They have twelve games left. Because all this is all fun and games in the league's cup. But Messi, I mean, are they gonna make the playoffs? I think the way they're playing right now, you you think they could win you eight or nine in the twelve. Think they would. You watch Busquets, the way that he's playing. I, I don't think he he can't believe how much space he has when he's playing. <laughs> okay, he's well, let's talk about that. Like, Where Are, talk, where's everybody? <laughs> who who thinks Miami's going to make the playoffs? Well, should we look at some odds? Well, I said it like yeah. two pods ago. I, I think JC put a bet down for me. I don't think that bet's available. Well, you probably find it somewhere, but I'm, maybe not. No, I'm looking at bet. Tony Bet right now. Okay. Now, to win MLS Cup this year, Cincinnati's a favorite at plus 365. Now, Miami, the, the worst team in, in MLS, I think 18 points, worst team in MLS, they are the, now they're the eighth favorites to win it. Come on. At plus 1291. And they're 12 points behind the playoff spot, I believe, aren't they? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Leo Messi, who has not scored a goal in MLS, is now the seventh favorite to win the Golden Boot. <laughs> <laughs> What the? This is freaking bananas. Now then, pardon? Who's leading the goal scoring? Some somebody must have. I haven't got the stats in front of me. Who's who's leading? It's probably is it Mukhtar? That's unbelievable. Uh, I don't think it's Mukhtar. It's um, isn't it somebody for Cincy? That's amazing. It's just just shows the messy factor, right? How everything changes. I mean, what he's doing. I mean, he's just. They're, they're fourth favorites to, to win the East, plus 545. Wow. To win it. Not, not, not qualification for the playoffs. This is to win the left? East. Yep. And 12, 12 points back or whatever it is. I mean, we can always look at the, the internet here and find out exactly. Uh... <laughs> he's just not a normal player. He's just. No. It's quite astonishing. Jimmy, um, what, since Messi has started playing League's Cup with Miami, be honest now, are those the first League's Cup games that you watched? No, no. No? No, no. <laughs> I can believe you. So what other games I, you I, watch? I watch MLS. I watch League Cup. Yeah, I'm talking about League's Cup, though. Yeah, yeah, I watch them. I watched Houston the other night. I think I Jimmy watch watches all. a lot of this stuff. My, yeah. I do. Who are they hmm. playing? Who? Houston played uh, Pachuca. They beat them in... Penalties. Bless you. 
Don't 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 judge Jimmy here. What, what else is Jimmy doing right now? I know. I've never been judgy this morning. No, I don't know. I was, I was actually I, just, I was wondering. I don't even know. I don't even know how the whole thing works. To be honest with you, I mean, I was just asking because our our previous conversations about League's Cup, like you just you you weren't interested at all. So it, that's. I, I think just, that was premature. Yeah, it was. Very <laughs> there you go again. Chick, chick, chick. <laughs> because I don't think people kind of got it. But when you're looking now, I tell you what, it's in favor of MLS. And a lot of the teams are going through now, knocking out the, the Mexican teams. Yeah. And did yeah. you see uh, Tuca Ferretti talking about the, the Cruz's old coach who used to coach Tigres and they lost to Charlotte and PKs. Yeah. And he said there, there are no giants in the region anymore. And so mm-hmm. I suspected that this was going to benefit MLS, um, you know, facing Liga MX teams in their own preseason, sort of, you know, shift the balance the way that we see with, with the CCL where Liga MX typically um, sort of overrun MLS opponents because it's, it's the reverse, right? So you flip it on yeah. its head a little bit with this competition and you give MLS teams the advantage, but I think you're seeing MLS close that gap. No, they are. And you've got to win the champions league on a regular basis because that's, that's what matters in this region. Champions yeah, League. And sure. Yeah, but MLS, MLS teams are at a disadvantage there, I think, because they're they're in their preseason. Well, it well, doesn't change the year. about the League's Cup. I mean, the Champions League it takes you to the World Club Championship. Yeah. I mean, this is this is kind of like the Gold Cup to Nations League. It's like night and day. This is one confused. We've got the Champions Cup now, not Champions League, right? I think it's called the Champions yeah. Cup, and, and you've got the League's Cup. I mean, they're just trying things right now, throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at it's, some point, it's making some money. Point, it's about money. Got to happen, hasn't it? Yeah, but well, this is in that sure? regard. Well, Don't you think a merger? Games. It's more games, right? A uh, merger between a merger. Hmm. Liga, Liga MX and MLS. MLS. Mm. At some point, wouldn't you watch that? I would. I mean, it, oh, listen. Then, you, then, then you got the potential of promotion, promotion, relegation, don't you? Mm. Yeah, but which USL is discussing right now, that. I don't Pardon? see that ever happening. I don't no think MLS ownership MLS. would ever go for it. No, I think I, I agree with you there. But there's got to be a way. You can structure it in a, in a way geographically. Can you not? To have what? How many teams are in that Liga MX? I have no idea. 20? You won't yeah, see relegation in MLS. Nobody's paying $350 million for a franchise to chance to get relegated. 18, Charms. Unfortunately. 18? Okay, so in MLS, expanding. you could have a 50-team league like geographically broken up. Nah, it's you too could much. do it. I don't think it's going to happen. You think these leagues cup slash champions cups? Uh, that's that's going to be the the way forward. It makes sense, I suppose. But just I mean, League MX doesn't need MLS to be honest with you. But from a money standpoint, I guess sitting next to the biggest uh, economy in the world, still, uh, I guess that's beneficial. That's mm-hmm. why the Mexican national team plays many games in in the United States as they can outside of qualifiers because they actually make money because the tickets are worth something. Hey, listen, the Gold Cup champions, Mexico, too, right? They're back on the rise. Back on the rise. Um, okay, shall we uh, do some footy picks? Courtesy, TonyBet.ca. Shall yeah. we Shall we, shall we shall cue Danny Dickio? Love to. Are you ready? Right, Danny Dickio, so take it away. DJ Melo D. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. Jimmy's really embracing this one today. No, I got my pick. All right, all right, so... All bets, courtesy. Wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about last week? Did we talk about last week? No, we do need to. Uh, Wonga, would you like to? uh, Well, I remember a betting slip that would pay off $5 to $165. 
And I think we got four out of the five bets. <laughs> and someone who is the sideline reporter for CF Montreal, who is hosting or presenting on TSN for all of our soccer knowledge of the Women's World Cup. And who gets what wrong? What? Do you know what I think it was? I think when I said that I really like France and I like the way that they play, and I think she, she just went, went the opposite. Brazil. She just couldn't out. agree with yes, you. Yes, I'm so simple-minded that no, every stance that I take has to be the opposite of what Jimmy Brennan is saying because he's such an expert on the women's game. Oh, Jimmy Look, picks France. Let me wait, we've got, to see, we've got to see because now he's going to make a bet and we'll see what your simple-mindedness happens here. Yeah, let's see now. <laughs> what happens All I know to is that four of us got our bets right and one of us didn't. And the no. one that didn't was the first game of the fucking weekend. Yeah. I fucked you guys. I'm so sorry. Way to go, Amy. But Amy went I out. She went out on a limb a little bit. We, we, I took a safe bet, to be fair. Yeah. I think it should be called the TonyBet.ca Parlay an Egg. That's what I do. Parlay an Eggs. Yes. Ah, <laughs> nice. That sounds like a you by dubs. <laughs> she had to work so hard on that one. She's been working the, it over, trying to the, say it properly. And the yeah. Chicken Farmers of Canada can sponsor it. Ooh, I like that. Okay. No, as a vegan, I'm setting, setting those chicks free. <laughs> do, you, do you have trouble? Uh, we, Jimmy and I obviously do have trouble saying the word chicken without making a chicken noise. Yeah, what? <laughs> See, it's impossible. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to opt out. No, no, you cannot opt out. This is part <laughs> of our agreement with Tony. Wanna, I don't want to play. Tony Bet need the dubs. <laughs> I don't want All right. Well, no, it's it's here? Okay. $5, Amy. It's $5. Don't worry <laughs> about it. We can afford it. What would we have won? How much? $165, yeah. Fucking See, what's so that? It's a not loaf, of, loaf of bread and milk? They're called long shots for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't always have to go long shots. Let's let's win something. Okay, well, well, let's start. Okay, Craig, right do you want to put in your first shot. bet? Where are you going, Craig? I'm going to take Japan in the uh, Women's World Cup uh, against Norway tomorrow. Okay. Ooh, I like that. With me I, think they can, I think they could win it all, Japan. That's a good one. I do, too. Hey, by the way, they're 9-1 to one to win it all. Not a bad bet. Oh, little cheeky! One before they're technically really, really good. They're not the biggest on set piece. I think some teams will be stronger than them, but you know the deal, Amy. They look really good. I agree. Yeah, keep talking about it. Great to find it here in twenty bit. And they've won it before, haven't they? They have. Yep. I think I just said that. Is there a parrot? (laughs) Twenty eleven. Only one a cracker. Sorry, Craig. Sorry. So you had Japan over Norway. Okay, Japan. So they're playing playing minus one nineteen. So the other favorites in this one. So, but one nineteen. There's still a little bit of value there. Okay, all right. So um, who's next? Um, Jimmy, who do you have? What? League? Well, I'm going out there on this one. I'm going to say Sweden over the states. Ooh, that's our that's our lock of the week. That's our upset that's of the week. Plus two forty five on Tony Bet. All right. How do you feel about that, Amy? Because you you've got the insight. What do you think? Um, I actually agree with Jimmy. I like Sweden. I like Sweden as well. She's not fighting them. But but the U.S., um, as poor as they looked against Portugal, I think, and they're going to be without Rose Lavelle. um, I think they bounce back. 
So yeah. as much as I also think Sweden, I don't. It's, I think that's a risky pick for. A but what party. are the odds? It's, it's they're better than they're better than two to one. Well, listen, the the states are still paying plus money in this at plus one nineteen, so they are the underdogs. Those are the, the favorites, sorry, in this one, but still exactly. plus money on the states is really tempting. But plus two forty five for Sweden. Okay, but when we're doing a parlay, you're not you're not looking so much at. At, at what you're going to gain there in terms of the value in the bet. No, 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 because there'll be, there'll be value thing, regardless. Right? Yeah, yeah, there will be. There will be value regardless, but still, you know, you want more value than you take. Value is important, I think, that if you actually think that, what are, what are they paying Norway, by the way? Tell me, tell me in the other, Sweet. in decimals. Or in nah. your bet, Japan, Norway, or Sweden, USA? Norway, US, Norway's plus 337. Sweden. Sorry, US, Sweden, what, what are they paying? Plus 337. What does oh, that wow, mean? Wow, that's great. In decimals, three to so one, three to one. Yeah, see, so yeah. three to one. If you think they're better than 50 50 or 50 50 to win the game, then you're that's a good bet. Is okay, what I'm then yeah, then I think, uh, my god, I agree with Jimmy Brennan. And sweet, <laughs> I, one thing the Swedes can score goals on set pieces. They scored Did you see that? Did you see that? Um, Cox. You see that Cox piece? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Michael Cox piece for the Athletic on uh, devilish inswingers. So Illestead for Sweden, I think, is still the the leading goal scorer in this Women's World Cup, and she scored on three headers on set pieces. And mm. I think Sweden, as a team, has scored more than that on set pieces. They've scored four or five on set pieces on these inswingers. Okay, so if you want to go a little bit deeper, you can bet. Uh... Set piece goal for Sweden. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, Dubs, what is your bet going to be today? Um, Sweden over US. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take um, a game tomorrow. I'm going to go uh, Netherlands over South Africa. That's, yeah. It's, What's that would the... be, uh, they'd be favored there. So Netherlands are big favorites. Minus 384. So is that a poor bet to take? No, well, it's, again, it's a parlay, right? You can add value here. So, um, South Africa is at plus 80, 871. So, <laughs> but still, that adds right now. We're looking at plus 700 with three bets in. Okay. Ooh. So, we've got some money coming in, unless Amy screws up again. Um, uh, Jimmy's bet's a 90 bit, minute bet, correct? It's not actually who goes through bet. It's yeah, exactly. So, a draw, we lose. Just so you know. Uh, Wonga, your turn. You're up. I'm just doing an easy one. Forge over Calvary. You go with Forge again. Yeah. And everyone's going to make fun of me and they're going to win. Unlike you, Amy. <laughs> Miss Brazil. That's not an easy one. It is. It's not an easy one. It's pretty much. They're playing in Calgary. It's a 10 o'clock game. And these wow. things, uh, no, Oh, sorry. Nine o'clock. I'm in. I'm in maritime. Sorry about that. Are you calling cool that game, Jimmy? Yeah. You are, yeah? No, I listen. Forge... Are forging ahead right now, aren't they? They're, mm-hmm. they're playing good football, but that's the big rivalry. That, that... And not only that, that's Wongers. I'm gonna well, I didn't tell mean you. that'd be anything funny. That was really me. good. That was really good. That bet's paying a lot, by the way. That's Wongers Canadian Premier League Tony Bet Pick of the Week. That's what that is. That was a mouthful. Now, now you're going to hear me during the game go, yeah. come on, Forge. Yeah. Come, come Wongers Eulogy of the Week. Yeah, yeah for real. You need a eulogy. Wonger will write you one this week. It's a special hundred ninety nine dollars for three <laughs> eulogies, yeah. especially if you're lost for words. Wonger will help you. He'll make you laugh. He'll make you cry, and then yeah. laugh again. 
<laughs> you might have lost somebody. You might have lost words, but there's always Dan Wong <laughs> for one ninety nine. We're only Charms. Half Josh Charms. What's yours? What's yours? I'm going to the guess. So guess what, everyone? This is the curtain raiser of the Premier League English football season. Mm. The Community Shield, as opposed well, to the curtain closer. Strange results. So this this season it's Man City against Arsenal. Arsenal, of course, runners up last year. The City. I love what they've done in the off season. Um, City have just brought in uh, the kid from Croatia, Vardiol, centre back. But they lost Riyad Mahrez. They lost Ilkay Gundian. It's still Man City, but I'm picking Arsenal in this one. Plus 322. Ooh. Ooh. Plus 322 Ooh. at Wembley on Sunday. They're so that, that brings our so, parlay. Are you ready for this? Plus 8,507. Wow. So for $5, we can win $430. And by the yeah. way, at the end of the season, we're going to donate our winnings to a charity. Um, of our choice. We didn't discuss that. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we'll take, you'll take your numbers out, Jimmy. Okay, how about I that? I thought it was. A, I thought it was a night out. <laughs> well, that could be a charity, right? That could be the charity. Where could be a good night out for Freddie Prime for us to go out. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe our listeners can pick a charity and we'll give it to them. Well, we need and, a charity and- if we're going to bury Craig soon. <laughs> You know what? You're right. Because a coffin, I don't even know the what they coffin. need. It's a big fucking casket. That's exactly it. It's going to be a $12,000 casket. So hey, you know is... what you do? You just get uh, Marcello to come and just make a couple challenges and just fold me in. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh boy, no kidding. So, so, so yeah. We, we got to so, get you so, a stone as well, though, no? That's expensive. Get him a stone? Well, yeah, we can cremate him. <laughs> Or just oh, actually, you might, you know, just sit me up and use my back as one. <laughs> just use his torso. <laughs> freeze dry, you yeah, you freeze dried, right? Just He's cover just him in concrete. <laughs> just tattoo the torso. There we go. So, so this, so moving forward, Tony Bet. So, what we're raising money for here throughout the season is for Craig's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Craig Forrest Benevolent Fund. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just be. Tossed just in the just lake. cremate me and throw my ashes somewhere. I'll be, I'll be cheap. This is I don't just, need a headstone. I don't need that. Still costs two. Th- that still costs two thousand dollars cremation. Well, you, but that's you, a lot cheaper. Do you pay? Because plus, you know, plus you know, for one hundred ninety nine dollars. You call me fat. <laughs> no, you, no, no, you pay for weight for cremation. I'd have come out there and done it for a grand. <laughs> for $199, you also get a $1,000 cremation thrown in. Hey, I've got, a, I've got a Kamado Joe smoker. Ooh. And we can definitely oh. fit Dubs in there if we dismember her first. Jesus sure. Christ, we're getting darker all the time. Where, like a wood chipper? Where do you want your ashes? I don't know. Like up at the cottage, maybe? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, I'm not a cottage guy. I won't be able to take them there. It's not your cottage. Where do you want yours? Downtown? It's always about you. I said I'm it not is... a cottage guy. I can't drop your ashes at your cottage. I won't go up there. Okay, but I was talking about me. I want your ashes. A little over BMO Field, left back position. No, just put me in a box. <laughs> Stuff the hammer. Where, That'll be where all the manure is. You were like, oh, this, the title club's a bit dusty. Be like, oh, that's fucking Brennan. <laughs> like, sweep it out of here. <laughs> All over the box as usual. I will haunt every single one of you. It oh, my God. You'd be the most annoying ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so annoying. You'd close By the way, um, so open them. Craig did mention the, uh, the, the Marcelo. 
foul from the week in the Copa Libertadores. If you haven't seen this thing, just well, you, you don't want to see it. He, he, the poor fella, he scythed, um, had his kneecap completely dislocated. So the leg is bent at a right angle to the knee. No broken bones. Tibula <laughs> and fibula. And there's no guy. Yeah, I don't think anything is broken. But it, it, what a mess. It is vile. It is vile. Maybe, I was going to get into this more, but we haven't got time today. Maybe we'll get into it late, next week. Injuries and like what it feels like to injure someone. We know what it feels like to get injured. It really fucking hurts. But Everybody's to like, injure oh, someone. Poor Marcello. Poor Marcello. Know, poor well, he walked off the field uh, in tears. <laughs> fucking what about It's all about him. Fuck him. Like, what about guys, Marcello? Pathetic. You guys showing a bit of emotion because when you play the game, you don't want to hurt somebody. No, of course. You don't break their leg. Mm-hmm. No, the poor guys, guy's upset for what happened. Yeah, it's a matter of being serious, guys. Jimmy. We weren't being serious. You were. I didn't. I don't like Marcello. Also tried to pick up some of the <laughs> uh, women's terrible. team at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you, I'm a little turned on being chastised by Jimmy Brennan. He nah, failed. I, I've got a bit of a chub. Maybe that's part of the package deal with the cremation. Speaking of the package, package. package. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of that, I've got my semi <laughs> out. Here. I'm gonna go. Oh, there you go. Hard out. Soft out. No, it's, it's, it's semi because it's not crazy hard out, but it's mm-hmm. not completely flaccid either. <laughs> but I do have to go. <laughs> Can you do that private, click on private chat for one sec and oh, see yeah. what the little notes are? Well, I was about to get to uh, Fubo TV before we, oh, we, thank we left. You. Uh, Fubo TV, of course, is your home for all CPL this weekend, plus, plus the Community Shield this Sunday and the Premier League that kicks off, of course next weekend so get subscribed tonybet.ca slash footy prime and uh, they'll fulfill all your English and Canadian football needs for the coming season is that okay well you got Tony bet instead of fubo tv.com wrong fubo tv.com slash footy prime you said Tony what did bet. I say you said Tony bet did I really yeah you oh, said okay. Tony well, I, yeah. I, I apologize to Tony bet and to fubo but you're getting extra Access here, so there you go. Deal with it. Just a little bit um, of a on your way out. Why have you written Chab. Burnley Man City here? That's who plays August 11th on next Friday. That's uh, the first match they play in at eight o'clock at night in England. Yeah. Wow, that's a great time of year to go to Burnley. The traditional oh. uh, Friday night kickoff, eh? Yeah. Vincent yeah. Company playing against his old boss. Ooh. Yep. So much there. Three 0 you know, we'll, we'll save, save that for next, next week. week's uh, footy picks. How about that? Yeah, great idea. All right, everyone, we're back next week at some point, sometime. Uh, don't forget to listen to the broadcast both earlier this week and later today. If not, by the time you listen to this, it's available to you with Deanna Matheson joining Rian and Dubs here. Fantastic Double chat. D's. Double, Double D's, D's in the house. All right. Which <laughs> Dubs what are you doing? Why are you showing that? us your boobs? What are you doing? <laughs> double D's. <laughs> no, not double D's. <laughs> False advertising. <laughs> and there's the out. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Keep on newspapers. <laughs> so good. Nice. That's a good show. Great show. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.